2: Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. You're tuned into the Roto Grinders MLB Morning Grind. I am Justin Carlucci, again, filling in for Stevie. They let me back on the air. But this time, I'm joined by my man, Dre, Andre Alfred. What's going on, buddy? Good to see you.
3: What's going on? Hanging in there, you know, trying to chase these parlays and see how we end the night on for a couple of round robins with these home runs. But other than that, I'm doing pretty good.
2: Tell everybody what you've been working on over there, scores and odds. You know, everybody wants to make a lot of money really quickly, and you've been painfully close since the NBA playoffs started. You've been heavily researching same game parlays, and it seems like you're inching ever so closer to really cash in on one of these crazy tickets, man.
3: Yeah, man. Like basketball wise, I was very, very close a few nights. Uh, I know the one night in the NBA Finals game three um, or game four, whichever game it was, we were right there. We literally just needed like a two-pointer from Jason Tatum and a, and a rebound from um, Jordan Poole. We were right there for cashing out a big one. Um, And we just could not get there, but I've been, I've been grinding hard with that, you know, putting a lot of effort, especially now with the MLB is in full swing. Now Um, I've been putting together these, you know, these, these parlays that are realistic, like, I literally sit here and dig into the numbers and use a lot of the the stats that we have here and the tools here we have at RG, um, and and make them come to life. I, I don't do anything that I don't believe in, and I believe in every pick that I make. And it just always falls just falls short sometimes. So, but this will be that one time where we blow out the water, and you're gonna hit for a million dollars. They gonna wish or whoever the bet that night's going to wish they played that lineup that night. So I would say, stay tuned to keep playing. And you never know what could happen. A dollar a dream. is all it takes.
2: Keep grinding away there. I love following uh telling your bets. You have uh, put up over there, uh, check out scores and odds guys. You know, there's, there's trials you can have, Um, Our premium picks are awesome. Most of your experts here at Roto Grinders are also involved uh, as premium pick experts over there. And we cover pretty much everything. uh, Grant and I have been pouring in a lot of home run props, and they've been really fun. And he just started his own uh, segment called Turd Bombs, where he's giving some free video plays uh, per day, uh, every day. And he nailed a couple more today. He had a really good Tuesday Matt Olson actually homered twice for him yesterday, which was big. Uh today he had Christian Walker who went deep. He also had Nolan Arenado at crazy odds over 5 to 1. So Grant is starting to get into a groove over there. Uh I've they've been treating me fairly well too. Uh, a couple of big names didn't play in major league baseball on Wednesday. Mike Trout wasn't in the lineup. I wrote him up pretty early. Thankfully that will get uh, that bet will get voided unless he pinch hits for some reason, uh, and just for like other purposes, I didn't bet him. But Byron Buxton didn't play either, and he was in a really good matchup. His home run odds were like within like like less than two to one. It was like plus one seventy five, and I just can't bet a home run prop when it's like not even two to one on your money. I I just can't do it. Um, but uh, you know, I also started a little article series of my own and we have great free content on Scores and Odds where, you know, STL cards and Noto and Joe Stero, uh and Tim Buell put out golf stuff. And Tim also does baseball props. Keith Eister does a lot of prop stuff over there for free. Scores and Odds under the news section. I put out a big article today with a bunch of my uh, hitting notes and some pitching notes and uh, some early day prop ideas. So. Mixed results, but pretty good. I had Ian Happ on there, was targeting the Cubs uh, against Eikhoff, and boy, like I, you know where Eikhoff's going? Back down to the minors, because Chicago just laid the smackdown on Pittsburgh, uh, and Happ and the Cubbies had a hit parade over there. So, uh, good stuff at scores and odds, Dre. It's a ton of fun, and uh, we love the interaction. Grant also has a Discord channel called Grant's Action Lounge. Uh, in addition to Chief's Prop Shop for RG, there's Plenty of places to always get bets, talk about bets with, uh, you know, people in the community and our experts as well. So always a ton of fun stuff here. But we have a weird little day slate of baseball games coming up on Thursday. Pretty manageable uh, set of games here. Both websites have the same lock time, Dre. The only difference is FanDuel is offering the Seattle-Oakland game and DraftKings is not. And that's a big deal, though, because in that Seattle-Oakland game, you have two really high upside pitchers, uh, Frankie Montez and Robbie Ray. The Robbie Ray experience uh, are both on FanDuel. So that will drastically change the landscape of both of these slates in terms of ownerships and how you want to attack things. So talk to me about some of these pitchers here. Um, on FanDuel, you have Kyle Wright up at ten five and Clayton Kershaw at 10-3. And on DK, it's kind of backwards. Not really a ton of high ceiling arms on DK, and of course on FanDuel, you have a couple more options, but not a lot to write
3: home here about. Yeah, definitely not a lot to write home here about. It's 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 tough a little bit, like uh, especially if you're playing on uh, one of our sponsors um, for the season, of FanDuel. Like ten five that price for Kyle Wright, I like it. Um, it's kind of interesting. I, I think I w- might be like want to play it a lot um, play a lot of them tomorrow um, in tournaments because I don't think he'll be that on. I think he will be going to Robbie Ray a lot more at 10k um, in a matchup against Oakland you know Oakland tends is not it's one of the uh, worst teams in the league this year um, and Robbie Ray I know he's you know he's he's had his moments where he hasn't pitched really well. This year, um, pretty much, but, but um but you know, I think he's bounced back a little bit. And then Oakland just with the strikeout matchup. I mean, if we had to guess, if I had to guess what the lineup is, if it was almost similar to what what they're putting out today with like almost a 27% strikeout rate for the whole season with the guys that they have right now uh pitching, then then yeah, give me all the Robbie Ray I can handle on, especially on DK as far as like QB priority number one. Um, and a guy like Frankie Montas, I don't know if I could get to him today. Uh, I love the matchup we've against Seattle, but he's had a rough stretch over the last two games against Cleveland and KC. So those matches kind of concern me a little bit. Um, maybe he's injured. Maybe he's not. I don't know. It's just kind of it's just weird. Um, another interesting guy that I don't know, I think he's going to get a lot of, like, less, on like not hardly any ownership, I think, is Hunter Green. Uh, like, This guy, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, he he's a good pitcher, in my opinion. The the strike, like, the strikeouts look really promising from him. Um, And he's, but he's just it's just a match against the Dodgers, you know. That's what kind of just scares everyone. Even though they don't have Mookie bets, they're still dangerous and they're still the Dodgers, you know. So, um, but those are the main guys I'm looking at. I don't know if I'll be paying down much for any pitcher. Uh, necessarily tomorrow. Um, it's not really guys at the bottom that interest me. Um, maybe I will obviously on on DK. It's a different story where you have to play obviously two. It's a two pitcher site, so you have to play someone cheaper on that site. But um, I will try to avoid that as much as I possibly can because I just wanted to you know to my pitchers to have a put up a pretty decent score tomorrow.
2: Yeah, you're talking about Kyle Wright and Braves pitching. I don't know what's going on with Charlie Morton. I was on the morning grind just yesterday with TJ, and we talked about pitchers that won't be owned who were 9K or more. And I said I wouldn't play Charlie Morton in, like, small field stuff against the Giants at that price. They don't really strike out. Uh, but, you know, we did kind of mention that if you're playing large field tournaments, those are pitchers that no one's going to have if you're feeling froggy. He struck out 11 Giants. I I can't believe it. I mean, that lineup the Giants rolled out only have, have like what, one, two, three, four, six batters who have a 20% K rate or less this year against righties. So I think that's a bit of an anomaly. I mean, Morton strung together a few really good games. So I I feel good about Morton, like being back. I, I have my reservations about using Kyle Wright against the Giants at that price, though. He, right, I mean, was cooking earlier in this year, and we've taken advantage of him on scores and odds in really favorable matchups where he was going up against high K teams and stuff like that. And his stuff is there, don't get me wrong. Uh, The swinging strike stuff's been a little less appealing the last handful of games, but he's had some favorable matchups lately, and he right just really hasn't strung together like high ceiling strikeout type games here. I do think Robbie Ray is going to carry the most ownership on FanDuel out of those high-end guys. And honestly, it may not even be close. I mean, love Clayton Kershaw, you know, one of the best pitchers of our time, Dre. Um, Only a couple starts back, you know. uh, K stuff hasn't been fantastic. As much as everybody was trashing the Reds early in the season, they don't have, like, egregious strikeout guys in that lineup. So I don't know if you're going to get the game you need out of Clayton Kershaw at his price. So kind of just by process of elimination, uh, I'm like, man, I really forced to play Robbie Ray here. Uh, The unfortunate thing about that is it is truly a roller coaster ride with Robbie Ray gives up a ton of hard contact, ton of fly balls, strikes out a lot of guys. I mean, he could be cruising for five innings with like six or seven K's and then it all unravels and he gives up like five or six runs. Doesn't get you the quality start, you know, Uh, loses a ton of points in one inning. So, I, I think if I'm multi-entering, I definitely want both sides of that Seattle-Oakland game on this small slate with Robbie Ray, but also also anticipating his ownership, maybe having some leverage stacks with the A's.
3: Oh, I completely agree with you with that. Like, uh, I can see both sides of it. Like you said, the Robbie Ray experience, experience and, and especially in tomorrow. Tomorrow's like the perfect day, especially, like you said, if he's on FanDuel, because he's only on FanDuel, if he's going to be popular, I'm definitely gonna have. I would. Have, I would definitely have like a few sacks, even though it's Oakland. Um, I think Oakland sucks. So I don't think they're good this year, but you got to take some shots even out it just because the ownership of Robbie Ray and anything can happen. So I, I agree with that call there.
2: You know, it's. I'm not exactly sure where the ownership is going to go on DraftKings without Robbie Ray. That's that's
3: a tough one. Um, I think I'll go to Kyle Wright, honestly, or Alex Wood. Um, especially Alex Wood against like these Atlanta Braves still own the highest strikeout rate um in the bay baseball right now. So um on both sides of the plate. So I would still think that they would that Alex Wood would be viable a little bit. I don't know how much though, but he hasn't he hasn't pitched much, but if he could get like five to six strikeouts i think he will be fine but it probably will be Kyle right i think number 1 followed by wood number 2 i
2: think on dk we might not even see a super crazy ceiling game i had just have reservations out of all these high end guys that i'm okay with alex wood and maybe like more of a a median game out of him as long as he gets the win pitches six innings uh you know he's not striking out a ton of batters. We know Atlanta is going to roll out a ton of righties against them. He's only striking out 21% of righties. So uh, it does worry me a little bit, but he's only given up a a 122 ISO against righties. He's been really good. He doesn't give up fly balls, less than 30% of fly balls this season, both sides of the plate. Um, 31% hard hit rate against righties, you know, not the worst. Um, So I think Alex Wood can, like do a little better than survive on DraftKings. And uh, I think you could make ends meet with him at 9K, you know, saving 1,200 from Kershaw, saving 900 worth of salary, you know, going down to Wood from Cal. Wright can be a world of difference on this slate, which is only six games. So I, I think I'm with you with Alex Wood on DK. Then you just have a couple of guys who, you know, Dakota Hudson, is getting ground balls at a sixty percent clip, and he's gonna have one or two games where he just gets babbipped right out of here. He, he doesn't strike people out. He's eighty three hundred. His ERA is really good. You know his his normal metrics look fine. I just don't know if I can pitch Dakota Hudson. I'm definitely not pitching Dakota Hudson on FanDuel and below him Jose Quintana, and the Cubs are hot. And I you know he's not gonna probably throw enough innings to get you a quality start. Just thinking about FanDuel, I don't really want to play either one of those guys, to be honest with you.
3: Yeah, I can't. Um, I, I don't mind Dakota on DK just because it's right 7-4. Um, I think that's appropriate a little bit. Um, I'd rather take my shot with him. Um, it's either To me, one doing the spending down is either him or a guy like Plesik, um against Minnesota, but I don't know how much I want to do that either. Um, it's it's tough it's really really tough Uh, Jose Quintana though is just not an option especially in Wrigley Uh, actually they're in Pittsburgh my fault but the weather is supposed to be um, well the winds are blowing it's supposed to be blowing out tomorrow um, and about 74 degrees and 54% humidity for what we're looking at right now but i am not the weather man listen to Roth in the morning about that you'll have a better idea of what it looks like um, over there but um I just can't do it. I can't see myself rostering him at all. Um, I'd rather just take the chance with Dakota. But even then, it's still tough. It, honestly, like, I, it, it might be either a day where you want to take the – take what you can from, like, the upper-tier guys, like Alex Wood, Kyle Wright, um, and Hunter Green and Clayton Kershaw on DK, and maybe play a little bit down for a guy like Dakota. Um, other than that, I don't see anyone else that I would have maybe interested on DK and FanDuel, those guys, like, the Colors is too expensive, Uh, plain and simple, Um, so it's Pleasic, but but we already know that, and then, like, in question, it's just going to six and it's that quality, like you mentioned, which is very, very, very important on a site like FanDuel.
2: Definitely want to check out the weather and make sure it's not very good for hitters in this Chicago-Pittsburgh game. Piggybacking on to my next take here is that I don't mind Justin Steele in this matchup. Uh, I know Pittsburgh called up O'Neal Cruz, and they have some really fun young hitters, and they have some guys that like to hit the ball far, like Daniel Vogelbach. But I don't hate the lefty matchup here for Steele. On this slate, like, we're really don't have a ton to work with. I don't mind his price if it's really good hitting weather. Maybe I I'm taking it back a little bit here, but Vogelbach terrible against lefties, you know, he has a 0.057 ISO since the beginning of 2021 against lefties. He might not even be in the lineup. Uh, Brian Reynolds a decent sample size here, 0.164 ISO, you know, not great. So I think, you know, maybe getting Vogelbach out of the lineup um, or if he's forced to stay in and be terrible. Um, you know, Reynolds not really looking like it's a decent side of the plate for him. This lineup doesn't scare me. Love O'Neill Cruz. Love that he's leading off. Love that Pittsburgh was willing to let him do that tonight. Um, always a threat. But looking at these lineups that that Pittsburgh could roll out, I think Justin Steele's in a decent spot. And, and, folks, we're getting more. Every time I'm on the air, someone's giving me fist pumps. We're, we're throwing hands in the air. And I'm getting some live action here. I don't have any TVs going on right now. What is happening in these games, Dre?
3: Oh boy, nah, I just my home run called the day. Um, low key, uh, just Jesse Winker just went just went yard on a two run home run, so that helps out my parlay. I think I'm up to like five out of ten now or six out of ten. So I'm happy.
2: All good. right, big hit, Winker, trying to turn around kind of a like miserable. Season he's been having. Um, I did take George Kirby over four and a half. I tailed our guy Keith eyster um today, so he's at four K's with 60 pitches. Hopefully, he's able to cover that easily. We'll see. But man, we've seen some track meet games the last two days. Cleveland's up by Minnesota 11 to 10 now. That's like a preseason football score. <laughs> what is happening here? So that's interesting that both of these. Teams are absolutely crushing the ball. Anyway, though I don't mind Justin Steele. I like that lefty matchup. Um, all things considered on this garbage slate that we have. Other than that, Kyle Freeland could be serviceable away from course. Career splits-wise, away from home, his ERA is under four. But we're really throwing darts here. You know, Miami's been respectable at times. I don't want to go any lower than that. Zach, please. Zach's going to carry ownership against Minnesota. I don't understand how he survives game after game, game after game. He doesn't ever, he doesn't have stuff. He doesn't strike anybody out. He had one strikeout against Dodgers, two strikeouts against Oakland, six innings. Um, I mean, he has some K stuff here earlier in the season, you know, struck out eight Orioles. That's fine. But eventually i just feel like please Zach has to get hit he might be the the super chalk value guy because like he's getting by and he's only 6100 on dk do you have a take on zach please zach zach please
3: zach um i I mean on dk his price is what you said 6100 i thought about it um, the weather's going to matter for that one specifically for him, for me, in, in my opinion. Um, I really think, like, like when you look, I wasn't high on steel, but then I when you were just talking about him, I started looking more into his numbers. Um, like, Zach Fleasick's only got 15% this year, uh, strikeout rate um, <laughs> on a season. He's giving a lot of hard contact to both sides of the plate, uh, a lot of fly balls also to lefties. While Steel at least is having like it, it's, it's like striking out lefties at like a 30% clip, you know, so I really take a chance on Steel. I understand the prices, Zach. Please, Zach, um, it makes a lot of sense to, to want to play him at that price, especially on DK. Um, and he can give you a decent score, so um, I don't mind it. Um, it's just, I, I just don't know, I just don't know how much I'll be on him, but. Honestly, it's probably not going to even matter. I think, if, especially if they all finish in the same range. so And they all probably will finish around the same price uh, range. So saving the money makes sense, theoretically. But I I might, I would play. So here's how I would do it, I guess. I would play Zach, please Zach. But I'm going to have my exposure will probably be at the field. I'll be over the field on a guy like Steele. That's the best way to explain it.
2: Yeah, Pleszak has an ex-FIP over five. He's only striking out 11% of lefties, and he'll get enough tomorrow or today, whatever day it is against Minnesota. Um, like you said, giving up fly balls, giving up hard contact. He's like Houdini. I don't know how he's getting it done uh, since the beginning of 2021. Let's see what Pleszak. Let me get these numbers right in front of me here. Since the beginning of 2021. Yeah, fly ball rate, 37%. That's fine. Hard hits, well over 40% both sides. Still wasn't striking anybody out. He just finds ways to, like, survive. He's like a younger version of, like, what Zach Greinke is now. (laughs) Like, you know, he's thrown 40% fastball. Thirty. He's thrown 44% fastball, 35% changeup to lefties, which makes sense while he's putting away none of them because – 80% 80% of his pitch mix is fastball changeup. You know, that's that's not gonna work. And to Radi's it's fastball slider. So he doesn't really have that third pitch. And I just am shocked that he doesn't really ever get pummeled. But never say never. Never say never. I mean the twins scored 10 runs without Bucks in the night. Um I'm gonna be hunting for a home run call.
3: Oh god, I got my home run call from Beth from this game already. I'm writing it down so I don't forget.
2: <laughs> All right. Is it Buxton? That's a cop-out.
3: It's Buxton every day freaking laces up the shoes, right? <laughs> you can, yeah, for sure. But I like Max. Like, I already picked him tonight. He went in yard tonight already. But Max Kepler, again, <laughs> that iso against the fastball. Yeah.
2: And, you know, got- Karelyov's been good, too. I-, I talked about him on the morning grind. Yeah. He had wrist surgery, tried to come back, like, two months ago, was not playing well needed more time in the minors, was destroying the ball in the minors. Now he's back up. He's a guy that books are going to give you generous odds, and he has power. So I think they're both really uh, interesting. And uh, against righty fastballs, they have pretty low ground ball rates, and we have decent sample sizes. So like the Twins, I I don't want to classify myself as a Zach Zach, Plesagator because you know what? at that he'll probably survive again just to spite me and do his thing and pay off his price. But if we see like a 20, 25% ownership number on him, you could bet like my interest would be in some of these in like full stacking Minnesota, at least having some shares to it. So um, that's a good segue. We talked about a lot of pitching here, I guess in summary, like Robbie Ray is the highest upside. He's also terrifying. <laughs> Sounds like you like Kyle, right? Um, on DK and as a pivot to Robbie Ray on fan duel, Hunter Green, you're right, has the stuff. Seems to always get hit pretty hard. Um, I think Alex Wood. I I like the matchup. I'd take my chances on him uh, on this slate, too. And it sounds like I talked you into Justin Steele a little bit. (laughs) Did I
3: summarize that pretty well? Yeah, you definitely did. Like, I'm like, I'm looking at Justin Steele and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't like the guy. I don't think he's. But that that strikeout percentage thirty thirty point nine percent to lefties, and if they roll this, I don't think they're gonna they, they can't roll the same lineup that they have today because it's one two, three four five six lefties in there. They're definitely not gonna roll that out tomorrow. Like let, let's, but hold on, they, that's what they roll out. Hold on, let me look at this real quick. Hold on, let me. Are you serious? No. if they roll the same lineup out, lineup out tomorrow. Who, Pittsburgh? Yeah, like well Chavis and Hayes will be in there, but yeah, but for the most part, it's still like that's just two minus two of them, but there's still a lot of strikeouts in there. Like right. It's 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 tough to not like steal a little bit after looking into the numbers a little bit. Yeah,
2: we'll gladly take Chavis and and his 30% K rate at the expense of getting Cabrian Hayes in, who doesn't strike out a lot. Um, I can't imagine steel and like prop wise, I can't imagine steel opening up at a super high number. So if we see Chavis in the lineup, like my guess is probably like four and a half or five and a half or something. Yeah.
3: Like that. And it's fly ball percentage is not as high as everyone else's. So I could deal with that. Okay,
2: cool. Uh, we kind of segued into some bats talking about uh, Minnesota uh, and Zach please Zach. Uh, we only have six games on DK seven on FanDuel. So uh, I think it was worth, trying to navigate through that ugly pitching a little longer than we typically do, but uh, we'll open this up with the 12, 10 Eastern game, Colorado, making the trip to Miami, uh, a name we didn't mention Braxton Garrett, because neither of us are likely going to play him. Uh, Baseball is such a strange game, you know, never got in the sixth inning so far across three starts. He put up 22 DK points against Houston. Go figure. Uh, But he has had a tough stretch, you know, Uh, since he's pitched this season, he's played San Francisco at Houston, at New York Mets, three teams that don't strike out a lot, especially against left-handed pitching. Uh, Colorado does strike out more away from cores. They're not as bad away from cores, So maybe I'm willing to reconsider here, and maybe the jury's still out on Braxton Garrett because he's had a really tough stretch. So, maybe I'm willing to have a couple SP2 shares of Braxton Garrett, not to totally backtrack, but after I realized who he pitched against, um, and not that the Rockies strike out a ton, but I'm not scared of them away from cores. They're not good away from cores. So, I wanted to throw that in here, too. So, do you have any Braxton Garrett interest? And then talk to me about any bats in this game.
3: No, I'm not going to take a chance on Braxton Garrett. I'm a, I'll rather wait to maybe later on the season um, before I decide to play him, honestly. Um, I'm, yeah, there's something I can't do. I, I can't do it right now. <laughs> Even at the, the price is appealing, though, I'm not going to lie. It's just something I can't do. I get you. Uh, so,
2: I don't know. You're going out of your way to, like, target any bats in this game. We know Miami uh, was missing a couple pieces. You know, Jesus Sanchez is back uh, in the lineup. Um, so, that's not an issue anymore. To me, it's not screaming full stack this game, but I understand there's some power pieces on each side. Yeah, I,
3: I, it's definitely, you can. Full, I think you could full stack this. Um, I would do more so the top half of the lineup though. But this, the way, the way Garrett's been pitching this year, um, granted he's he's the only striking not, not really striking out a lot of uh, lefties at a well striking out lefties at twenty two percent compared to righties at at twelve percent, um, and then allowing just a lot of hard contact on both sides of the plate. And a fly ball, especially to righties, is, is crazy, it's ridiculous. So, um, I, I I like taking Colorado. To, I would not mind taking Colorado today. I like them in tournaments. They're not gonna be as high on today too. So, uh, guys like Daza, Rogers, uh, all the righties, CJ Chrome, like uh, D, uh, Elias Diaz. Green chick and green chick if he's in line of two, they these guys is guys I want to target and want to uh, have in my lineup, especially going against Garrett tomorrow. And obviously, Blackman, you can never go wrong with him. Um, even though it's lefty lefty, I think he still has a chance to um, have a good game, good showing tomorrow. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm interested to see how this one plays out. Um, I guess I have a slightly different take. I probably won't be super invested in stacking. Um, I don't mind singling some bats out on the small slate there's been plenty of worse pitchers in Braxton Garrett like comparing his minor league career as a whole Uh, through five seasons and many different levels. He has a 3.9 ERA in the minors done a decent job of limiting home runs. Of course, you know, different animal pitching in the bigs, but he has had a rough stretch to open up. So I don't know. I, the more I'm looking at this game, the more I'm, I'm personally, I have a different approach. That's why we do the show. And, I'm probably less inclined to to stack this game, although um, I I don't see either teams uh, hitting ownership, getting out of control, and no one plays the Rockies outside of course typically. Um, so I'm curious to see how this one plays out. Um, I'm more in favor personally of maybe having a couple more uh, Braxton shares than I thought about 20 minutes ago, and that I looked into it. But yeah, so for me, not a ton of bats in this game you know, you're still seeing cores Field prices with with a lot of these hitters as well. So uh, that will be a, a good large, large field tournament move to have maybe one or two teams with Colorado having their cores prices, but it, it's not for me. Uh, let's move on, if that's okay with you, to the San Fran-Atlanta game.
3: Oh, let's talk about the Miami side real quick because that's a good side.
2: I try to weasel my way out of there.
3: <laughs> that is a good sign of the game. What? Why were you trying to weasel your way out of that? Going against Kyle Freeland? Talk to me. Oh, my gosh. Like, Miami should put up another, like, how much did they put up today? Like, 10 runs? If they don't put up 10 runs today against Kyle Freeland, I don't know what's wrong with what's wrong with this world. Like, just everyone good, in this lineup is good, in a good position. Birdie, Chisholm. Solard, Cooper, I can go down the whole list of the lineup and just, I like everybody here from Miami. I, to me, you can stack this team tomorrow. And and if they're not going to be high on either, I'm, I i love it. Kyle Freeland is not pitching well at all this year. His ISO is horrible. His Ks are horrible. His fly ball rate is horrible. His hard hit contact is horrible. Only thing he has a decent amount of limit is, is limiting his walks.
2: So he's horrible is what you're saying.
3: Yes, he's horrible. We didn't even mention him in picture because we already knew how bad he was. <laughs> so to me, we might as well just, just load up a Miami tomorrow, fellas. guys. Just load up a Miami. That's all I got to say about it.
2: Well, one of us is going to be right. One of us is going to be wrong. I, I don't know. I guess I'm indifferent. Uh, if, I, if I multi-enter on Thursday, I kind of want both sides of this. There's a lot of strikeouts in that Miami lineup still. I don't know, Freeland can maybe survive as a DraftKings play. Or maybe he'll just be terrible. Like, you're you're right. He's not walking anybody, and he's not striking anybody out. The ball's going to be put in play. He gives up a lot of hard contact. Doesn't give up a lot of fly balls, which goes well for him as a pitcher. uh, But, you know, still giving up a fair share of line drives isn't good against righties at all. Um, And there are a lot of right-handed bats in that lineup. So I totally, I totally get where you're coming from. I guess Jorge Soler is probably my favorite bat on the Miami side. Uh, dating back to the beginning of last season, he has a 303 ISO against left-handed pitching and a 44% hard hit rate. So uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you can probably get some decent ownership on the Marlins. Most slates you can get decent ownership on the Marlins. So you might have an ace up your sleeve if, if you uh, intend not going overweight on them tomorrow, Dre.
3: I, li- I like it. I, I if those will be on them, trust me, I will. Uh cool. Atlanta
2: and San Fran. Let's see if I have totals on these games yet. Let me check here. Uh anyway, you have Alex Wood and Kyle Wright. Two very talented pitchers. Uh should be a good one there's been some pretty good hitting weather in Atlanta the past week. So it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Yeah. Got a nine and a half total on this game. And just to backtrack the Miami Colorado game has an eight total right now. So nine and a half total for Atlanta, San Fran um, with two pretty good pitchers. So maybe that's implying uh, that we might see some runs and some decent weather, but you know, regardless here, you know, are either one of these pitchers more attackable than the other to you?
3: Honestly, this is tough. This is a tough one. Like I, I don't really want to attack either, but I don't. But I feel like I should want to. Um, I probably won't. Honestly, like if I, if I do, it'll be a mini stack. But I, I just I know the weather's going to be nice there. But I, I think I just might just stay away, and just and just. Hope that the game goes under the total, which I think it can um, here in this spot, even though it's nice hitting weather. I think the pitching can so sort of somewhat dominate here a little bit on both sides. Um, Alex Wood is just the only guy that I would worry about a little bit, but and I would attack him. Uh, it's catch-22 because we love him because of the price and the fact that Atlanta strikes out. But the problem is, Atlanta. When sometimes when they don't strike, when they don't strike out, they're putting up good runs. They're putting up a lot of runs and they're hitting the ball really well. So uh, it it just really depends um, on what you think of how the game's going to go. But I'm probably more inclined to just not take no one from either side of this game, honestly.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a decent total on it. I mean, I'm willing to leave some some solo power bats. You know, if you're running like a 4-3 on FanDuel, you know, I'm okay with Acuna. Pretty much anybody on Atlanta you can run as a one-off other than like one or two guys. Um, San Fran is tough because as I talked about last night, they play the platoon game more than anybody. So the pinch hit risk is always super high. You know, they're going to throw as many lefties as they can at Kyle Wright. Uh, Luis Gonzalez, lefty, was scratched tonight. uh, Well, Wednesday night, so something to keep an eye on. Wright has been, you know, he might not be having that K stuff that he had earlier in the season, but he's still striking out 26% of lefties. He is rolling over well over 50% of ground balls, too, keeping a ball on the ground. It's just hard to pick out. It's hard to stack against Kyle Wright with the Giants. Because not only is Kyle Wright keeping the ball on the ground for the most part, or striking out hitters when he's not, that I worry about the pinch hit risk a lot when Wright's day is done and Atlanta gets into that bullpen. And then if you're looking at some of those lefties, um, and they're full of them, you know, Peterson, Kastrzemski, Belt, Listella, like Crawford, tons of capable lefties, but I worry about. Like they have no shame. They'll they'll pull anybody in the seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth inning to get the platoon advantage at the plate. So I'm with you. I I don't think I'm more prone to play an Atlantic stack, even you know, as much praise as we gave Alex Wood and if we're multi-entering, just because of the sheer talent and they're not getting pinched for, you know, those guys can all break a slate for sure. Uh, but I, I kind of like both pitchers um in, in the spot tomorrow, despite the nine and a half total. I mean, you look at that Atlanta team, though, Dre, uh, and we saw Rodone pitch really well, and, of course, he's Carlos Rodone, but a uh, lot of good numbers against left-handed pitching um, dating back to 2021. Acuna, 304 ISO. Dansby Swanson, 219 ISO. Matt Olson uh, in the lefty-lefty still whacks him. Uh, even William Contreras in, like, a 70-plate appearance sample size. Pleasant surprise for Atlanta. 322 ISO against lefties. so. If I'm picking a side here, I, I think I'm taking the Atlanta bats for some exposure.
3: Yeah, definitely. That's a, I. And I agree with you. Like I, admit, like I think we both agree on that. Like, just take Atlanta. Um, they've been and they've been playing pretty um well, well and better lately. So, that's one thing we can say about them, and that's one thing that they have going for them. So, I like it, and I would just continue to ride that for sure. Um, they're not going to be high owned either. All, I don't think in tournaments. So there will be definitely probably a little bit contrarian
2: for sure. Agreed. And anytime you can have a team that talented who likes left-handed pitching, regardless of who it is, it's, it's good to have some exposure for sure. Oh, uh,
3: definitely.
2: Moving on here, Dre, uh, the Dodgers and the Reds. And we briefly, briefly talked about Clayton Kershaw, talked about Hunter Green a little bit more. Two pitchers I love watching pitch uh, in real life. Hunter Green's electric. I think he is going to keep figuring it out. and. Uh, eventually become, you know, a number one or a number two for sure. So uh, he does give up hard contact though. We know he gives up hard contact, but the strikeout stuff's been there regardless. So I got to give him kudos because he's been hit hard in a couple games, but he still bounces back and is able to, you know, strike out a bunch of guys despite not a perfect ending line in the box score at the end of the game. 472 X fit for hundred green. He is shown to be a little bit reverse split so far. Uh, 341 ISO against righties uh, opposed to a 148 to lefties. He's walking a decent amount of batters. Fly ball pitcher giving up hard contact, though. I feel like this is a game of cat and mouse for Jekyll and Hyde. Is he ever going to put it together? and, And why would it be against the Dodgers if he has that complete game of getting the strikeouts and not giving up like three to five earned runs with it?
3: Um, listen, this guy's not, we we, were, we talked about that already too. He's not going to be that high on either on that side of ball, I mean that side of plate either. Um, So I, I love taking both sides of this too. I yeah. love him agreeing to tournaments just because what he presents in the upside 30% strikeout rate, but he's, but everything else he has to work on and get better with, but um, I'm willing to risk that against the Dodgers which is tough to say, but I think the right thing to do um, the strikeout, but 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 the Dodgers, without Monkey Betts, I think they still find a way to get this done. They they they're just a good team. Like they have, they're just loaded. Like Turner, Freeman, Will Smith, Muncy, Chris Taylor, Justin Turner, Bellinger. Like like we still, I still can't believe Bellinger's bad in seventh, and 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 he was just an MVP like two years ago. Like it, it, why? How how? the Dodgers you know for, for saying that they just you know put Bellinger at the seventh hole just because he got so much talent and he's like not even their best player anymore but it, it's just crazy but I, I love the Dodgers tomorrow they probably will be one of the more popular teams in this spot against Hunter green just because of the like I said, the hard contact the fly ball rate um so i definitely don't mind getting on both sides of this game just for the, just for that. Part of it and strategy wise, too, just to be a little bit different, um, and take Hunter Green because Hunter Green could still have a good game. He's played against he's faced these Dodgers earlier in the season, too, and didn't pitch too bad. Um, didn't, didn't pitch too bad against them. And I know we don't want to look at a, a earlier stat data, uh, uh earlier statistics to hold them like with such high value because that's not who you are right now in this very moment, but. I I think that he can still have a good game and a good matchup in this tough matchup, but I do love the Dodgers. And there's a reason why obviously with the way everyone is and who they are.
2: I I, I agree. I want both sides of this because both ceilings are really high. Um, And Hunter Green has had some really good performances and some really bad performances. I mean, he's had a handful of games where he hasn't given up any home runs. Uh, and then he has a game against the Brewers earlier this year where he gave up six barrels in it, which is a huge number. Uh, but I agree. He's a guy who really throws two pitches himself, really is going to have to develop a third pitch eventually. But his stuff is so electric that, yeah, he he could break the slate or the Dodgers could break the slate. My two favorite bats for the Dodgers, I think, as of now, are Will Smith and Max Muncie. Uh, like them quite a bit here. Will Smith has always been kind of reverse splits himself. So Will Smith might be my under the radar. I don't know. Is it under the radar? Maybe it might be turning into one of my home run calls here. Um, And it's very, it's possible on this slate that you get like two or three solo shots from the Dodgers in some weird, in some weird realm of existence. And maybe Hunter green can be optimal if the Dodgers hit the ball, but you're really asking for a lot at that point, you know, as much as Kershaw's, K stuff hasn't been graded. and he's on his way back. Um, he's still a guy who can really control a game. Talk to me. Uh, on the flip side of things here, first of all, do you have any favorite Dodgers bats, or do you just kind of want to stack them different ways?
3: Christ, right, they're just loaded. I've looked at his ISOs, so like home runs. I like, I'm, I'm just right now a home run goal tonight and going to get them in tonight because the odds are going to be out in a little bit. I love Freddie Freeman today. Uh, I love the Dodgers as a whole, but Freddie Freeman today, he should crush again. His it's just for him in general to uh, the co- the hard hit contact, um, the ISO against the slider and and the fastball, yeah. more specifically fastball. It's just it's just crazy. Um, it, it, it just just give me Freddie Freeman all day, even as a one off. I like Max Muncy again. Um, those are my top two Dodgers. I will be trying to. I would try to get in as one-offs or definitely in my stacks. And like you said, Will Smith as well. But, yeah, it's it's crazy how it's doing so well.
2: Yeah, this Dodgers team really does hit right-handed pitching really well. And, uh, well, again, we don't know weather or anything. So it can yeah. either bode well for this or or maybe not. But you know, Great American Ballpark is a decent hitting ballpark as well. Uh, that being said, you know Clayton Kershaw, Speaking of great pitchers of our time, uh, he's on the bump for the Dodgers, as we discussed previously. And I just have a hard time wrapping my head around wanting to play any of these Reds. I don't know that I'm going to. (laughs) Uh, You have any thoughts here? Unless let me check out some prices here. Unless there's anybody like ridiculously cheap, um, then I'll consider.
3: Yeah, me, I I think it's gonna have to be a no. Um this this other teams I'd rather roster out here today. Like granted it's a small slate, so they probably will get some love, some ownership, but and they do have a lot of power in their lineup, but I still don't think I could do it. I'd rather just play some other teams that in other spots um that I like today, um honestly.
2: Yeah, uh, I agree. I'm seeing plus 185 dogs on Cincinnati. So it it's with a total of nine. So it seems like Vegas likes the Dodgers to put some runs on the board. So, uh, you know, makes sense to me. Uh, let's move on here. Chicago and Pittsburgh. We kind of talked about this in our little pitching breakdown. So I don't know that we have to spend a ton of time. Um Justin Steele's a, a tough matchup for Pittsburgh. Depending on
3: this lineup, are there any? Is there
2: anybody in that Pittsburgh lineup you're looking at here?
3: The top half, Bailey. That's it. Brian Hayes, um, Brian Reynolds, Chavez. That's it. Maybe, maybe I'll even roster uh, Diego uh, Castillo. I can see this team as like more of a mini stack tomorrow than anything, but that's really it. Uh, I maybe I even take Cruz as a one off. I mean, Cruz too, because um, he's been performing well since he's been brought off um, into the majors. But other than that, I'll just play mainly the top half of this lineup and use it more as a mini stack, and that's it.
2: Unless this is like a crazy weather, yeah, weather edge game. A great premium tool, by the way, Kevin Roth's weather edge tool. Um, I'm not interested outside of O'Neill Cruz, who's still too cheap. If he's leading off again, that being said, if this is if there's a big boost to home runs and total runs, if it's if it's hot, uh, then I'm then I'm interested in Pittsburgh. But unless that's the case, I'm really not. Uh, on the flip side, with the Cubbies, who do have some power bats. I mean, we've seen them on display here. Uh, Quintana, as much as it just sounds like a terrible idea. he doesn't really like give up the long ball his Achilles heel the last couple of seasons has been like walking batters and throwing a ton of pitches like his strikeout stuff's kind of decent so I'm not sure about the Cubs let me hear your thoughts
3: uh I mean yeah he hasn't really been given a lot of fly balls and hard contact but I thought the only thing you can look at um I think he's not that good against righties as as we can see he's only striking out 17 percent of righties um Decent with ground ball rate, uh, fly ball rates limiting to it, but give a, a good amount of hard contact. Um, the ISO is really it's it's a little high for him, but nothing too crazy. Um, and this lineup can this lineup he can, can he get through? Yes, he can. But um, there's just a lot of power in the top five uh, with with Contreras, Wisdom, Happis, who who I think he hit a home run or two today. And these guys are also rested. Because they they were up by so much today, they took like some like some of these players out the game, like after like two or three at bats. So I, I, it's hard. It's going to be hard to not like Chicago tomorrow. Um, they and I wouldn't be surprised if they're one of the top, definitely the top three stacks tomorrow um, on the slate as far as ownership wise. Um, but I see why. And it's very, very, very realistic that they can get there and should be up there. It just really depends on how the weather shakes up a, a little bit too, I think. But they're a good stack tomorrow. I love I love them all.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like these these power bats the Cubs have. Um, you know, price has slowly caught up to them. Um for what it's worth. Quintana's velocity was down a tick his last game. A little bit. Nothing crazy. Um, but I, I think it's more of a – I think the Cubs are probably a mini stack for me or one-offing power bats. Again, if this is supposed to be a crazy hitting weather game via uh, our weather edge tool at Roto Grinders, then, then my tune changes, and and I'm going to take advantage of, uh, of some of this weather and, and take a shot at some of these bats here uh Quintana has given up five home runs in his last two games he's was he's given up the long ball recently wow he's you know he gives up barrels so I I don't mind the mini stacks and the one-offs regardless of weather but um I don't know if I'm full stacking this team if weather is just average he's given up nine barrels in the last three games so you know He's striking out at a decent clip, but when like when the hitters are connecting, the ball, the ball's going pretty far. So I'm with you. Wisdom, hap, and Contreras kind of headline uh my cubs potential exposure here. Anything else from this game or do you want to keep going? Uh
3: we can keep going. I, I, yeah, uh yeah, just keep going. I like wisdom a lot tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I, I like that call. <laughs> he he he's he, he smokes left hand pitching he's typically. Smart.
3: He's gonna probably hit another home run. His ISO is crazy.
2: All right, cool.
3: Early, 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 early home run call from
2: Dre. I, Gotta love it.
3: I really, yeah, I've given up like I've said at least on this pod at least three or four. So yeah, I could make a parlay with that around Robin that and have fun at it. <laughs> that
2: that game's at an eight and a half total right now. Uh, we'll see if it climbs in the morning. The next game here is Cleveland and Minnesota, and we kind of talked a lot about this game earlier. We talked about the Twins. Zach, please, Zach. Keeps getting by. So what are you doing with Minnesota on Thursday? Uh, What
3: am I doing with Minnesota
2: on Thursday versus a guy like Zach, please, Zach? We're assuming Byron Buxton will play baseball Thursday.
3: He should play baseball. I think it was just a day of rest for him. Um, I I like I like them still, even with Buxton back. Um, they're just in a good matchup overall. There's like, Arias, Buxton, Correa, Kepler, Sanchez. Like he's, please like, it's horrible against the left-handed pitching. Um, let me left-handed hitters, eleven percent strikeout rate. At least uh, presented so far in a year, uh, thirty-seven uh, percent fly ball rate, thirty-five percent uh 37% sorry fly ball rate, 35% ground balls, only 7.6% walk rate, um, which is not too bad compared to what most people um, which is still bad, but not too bad um compared to um the um others have seen um that that are in a major so far this year still uh hard hit contact also is at 43 percent hearts is off 33 percent sorry name list all those stats but He's not good against left-handed pitch. I mean, left-handed hitters. and Arias, Kepler, Kirloff, as you mentioned before, should have a field day. They yeah, should I, have a field
2: day. I, I like all those Twins hitters, and I'm hoping that maybe what goes around comes around and things catch up to Plesak finally. Um, Especially if he's popular, I'll be playing more Twins. On the flip side of the game, we didn't talk about Guardians' bats too much, but Smeltzer, left-handed pitcher, doesn't strike out righties. Um, doesn't really strike out anybody, but he's only striking out 11% of righties. Giving up 42% of fly balls to righties. 39% hard hit. His ex-fip is almost six. Not good. Not good at all. Um, He's throwing mostly fastball change up to lefties here. Uh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. He's throwing fastball and 40% change up to righties. That, that's interesting here. Um, regardless, you know, I, I have to wonder if Fran Mo Reyes is ever going to get it together and start hitting the baseball. I'm assuming he'll be in the lineup. If there's ever a time for him to connect, it's going to be against a lefty that doesn't strike anybody out with an XFIP that's almost six with decent hard hit stuff to righties. So uh, can Fran Reyes finally start hitting the baseball as Summer is in like mid-swing here?
3: I think he can. He he had a home run I think the last last time he played, so um, if I'm correct. so Was I, it a
2: fluke or are we going to get this toward stretch from him? <laughs> like, I hope he's
3: hot. I, I hope so. I think he can turn around. This is the perfect time at least to turn around. Like, this is, you can't ask for a much better than a, of a layup matchup, or a better matchup, I should say. Um, Frambo Reyes, I think, is um, in a great position where he should be able to bounce back and have a good game here. Um, like you said, hardly striking anyone out. If Jose Ramirez's ISO is at 307 for against like his pitch on a fastball, which he throws to righties 27% of the time, and he throws mostly the changeup, but I just, I don't know. I I just feel like this this whole stack is good, but I just definitely definitely think that Fremont Reyes just have a, a, a good game against if he's in the lineup for sure. I like them as a mini stack more so though than anything. Um, but honestly, I actually I, I would I want to surprise I want to surprise people and I would take them in tournaments as a full stack because no one don't think will be on them like that when they should. If we if we think about it now that now that. We bring it all out, especially if we look at all these numbers here, look at play IQ tomorrow, and if it shows the ratings of what I think they're going to show, no one will be on this team like that. But like you said, the strikeout rate is not high. Um, he's still giving them a lot of contact. So, and, it's still, and it's a lot of hard hits, too. So I, I would take my chances with them as a full stack. And I like Reyes. I love that call. I like Ramirez as well, Rosario. uh. uh gonzalez miller uh and a couple of these guys here
2: yeah you know this no one ever wants to full stack this lineup because there isn't a lot of power in it especially when you take josh Naylor out against lefties i'm assuming you do and even if he even if he plays his his iso his numbers against lefties are terrible um so but on this slate it's such a small slate it could you know you get a couple of home runs and you get some decent scores with just ball and play and guys with multiple hits that that could win you a tournament on this small slate. So I do like uh, the call with Cleveland, a typical Fran Mill Reyes line last game he played, by the way, one for five, a home run, four strikeouts. I mean, that is about as much that is, that is peak Fran Mill Reyes. Um, but again, you know, if you get a homer for him and, and a homer for mirrors and the you know, the rest of your stack, you know, RBIs, runs, hits, you you have upside to maybe take something down on this small slate. So I'm with you with Cleveland. The guys you mentioned are, are probably towards the top of my list too. Um, I don't really have anything else for this game. You want to head on and close this thing out?
3: Yeah, let's, let's get there.
2: Yeah, we got one more game on DraftKings, and we'll quickly talk about the bats in the Oakland-Seattle game. Uh, Milwaukee and St. Louis, two teams we love playing offenses from. It's really hard to target against Dakota Hudson because he gets like 60% of ground balls. Like He's just not a guy that gives up home runs. And if he gets knocked out early, the Cardinals' bullpen is typically pretty good. So uh, it's a pass on me for the Brewers. I don't know what their ownership is going to come in at, but they're just other parts of the slate I want to attack.
3: I don't mind taking a shot on them. They're not going to be high-owned. I sound like I'm kind of like playing a little bit of everybody, but I promise you, I definitely am not. Um, but some of these guys are in good spots against him. Um, I understand he doesn't give a lot of fly balls. Uh, he does but he's, he doesn't strike out people a lot too. And all it takes is just this. It could be a slate where it could be low score, where there's not a lot of home runs on the on the on the on the board today, which I hope not, just for betting purposes. But if it's not, um, all these guys can hit. Oh, and I know this, the strikeout rate uh, percentage is high for all these guys as far as the lineup total and individually for the most part, too. Uh, with majority of the guys having a high strikeout um, percentage this year. But against Hudson, who only strikes out batters at 13%, 14% to righties and 12% to lefties. And the walk rate of 13% to lefties and 8% to righties. I'll take my chances against this lineup that they have right here of Yelich, Urias, Telles, uh, uh, McCutcheon, Renfro, Navarez. It's and a dominance would hopefully be back in the lineup tomorrow too as well. So it's like I, I love this. I don't I I love this as a tournament play. Um, and hopefully they can just rack up the hits and just bring in a lot of runs that way. And just keep hitting the ball, keep getting on the base. Basis and keep going from there. So that would be my sneaky team uh, when it comes to uh, a stack tomorrow, running it and hoping for it to go off like that.
2: You know, that Spider-Man gif or meme where he's just pointing at himself, like well, there's two of them where it's like, Oh, yeah. I feel like we're looking at Dakota Hudson and Jason Alexander in that picture. <laughs> he's given up 29 hits in four games. Only eight strikeouts and nine walks, zero home runs. He's giving up this is this is like almost the same pitcher in my eyes. Extreme efficiency with getting ground balls. He's obviously hasn't pitched a lot, but he's getting righties to roll into 63% of ground balls. Um can can this guy sustain this? Like, can Dakota Hudson sustain that on the other side? I I don't know. Like but it's not going to happen every game. So I, I get what you're saying for sure. And I think it's applicable. It's a big word. I can't believe I just used that. Uh, the both sides. So the Cardinals have been hot and I'm looking at like Sinkerball ball pitcher here, Jason Alexander. I'm looking at the Cardinals uh, who are really swinging the bat pretty well. And according to plate IQ, I, I don't have a problem with, with playing these Cardinals. Um, he's... <laughs> he's getting a 5% whiff rate on his sinker. He throws it two thirds of the time to righties. Like uh, eventually he's just not going to have his a game sinker ball, ball in the ground game. And I think we're kind of making the same case that both of these teams could be good tournament plays here. 5% whiff rate. If I know that ball's in play, like I'm going to take my, my chances with Goldschmidt, Arenado, it blows my mind. This guy hasn't given up a single home run. He's given up a ton of hits. So if you're looking for a, like you said, maybe it's not a crazy scoring home run slate. This is the ball and play like full stack game as a whole, I think.
3: Yeah, I completely agree. And that's why I like both these teams to, to um, pick them tomorrow to go at it like that in a way. So I would, I would definitely target them for that purpose alone. And, um, and even then they still have the upside to hit home runs because they're both are in good spots where they can. So um, I, I like it altogether, and It goes with this a great call to tomorrow, um, as well as um, Arenado and a couple of these other bats. And both bull, bullpens are pretty good, which always kind of
2: stinks. But, you know, it doesn't totally deter me on this slate. It, you know, a really small slate here. One more game on FanDuel, Dre, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Oakland and Seattle. Uh, Jesse Winker and company. Sound like they're helping you out. Uh, helped you out on Wednesday night, you know. Uh, Frankie Montes on the bump. Okay, what are you doing with this game? What are you doing with this one?
3: I don't know yet. I'm trying to still decide. Um, I kind of like Frankie Montes has not been good his last two games, like, and it's basically want to stack against him, but. How realistic is that gonna work out for me on tomorrow? Not I don't think that much. So I might use this as spots and take some one-offs in here, if anything, like like guys, guys that have some like that have a little bit more power in this matchup. Um but he's not getting a lot of fly balls, he's gonna a good amount of hard contact. So I, I guess I guess some of the lefties, like uh, Winker, we mentioned before, like the power, we the guys that are power guys like Winker, Suarez. Um, I'm just hoping that, you know, they go off or something. But other than that, I probably won't be rostering a lot of this team.
2: Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think more of my interest is going to come from the Oakland bats because I'm anticipating a really high ownership number on Robbie Ray. And I think I want to get some of that leverage with Oakland, even though that lineup isn't great, but I mean, Sean Murphy checks out. I mean, Robbie Ray gives up fly balls, gives up hard contact. You, you all, you, you get those games where there's mixed results. Like I talked about earlier where he strikes out eight to 10 guys, but gives up five earned runs or something. Sean Murphy, I mean, checks a lot of boxes here. Great lefty fastball hitter. I know you're looking at our plate IQ tool as well. 432 ISO, uh, and a 30 BBE sample size. And I, You know, people have uh, the sample size truthers are going to come from my head here, but like in this database, I don't mind a thirty batted ball event sample size. I don't necessarily care for ten or whatever, um, but I'm willing to put a little stock into that. And you know, Sean Murphy not only has a 432 ISO against left-handed fastballs, but he only has a 20 percent ground ball rate. So when he's been connecting, the ball's been up in the air i might just talk myself into like a home run call if it's decent odds by the way so i'm starting my oakland exposure
3: with sean murphy okay yeah and honestly i don't blame you for that either um like robbie ray i mean sean murphy's probably like what how does he how does sean murphy
2: i don't think he's that old do you think think he's old? old
3: I don't know. I, I, I got to look. Let me Google. I don't think he, he's 27. He's, he's younger than me. Oh, he's 27. Yeah, younger than both of us. He's young, man. But he seems like he's been on that team forever.
2: So, he's he's their, He's been their best player, I guess, yeah, for the most yeah,
3: part. Right. Yeah. Uh, Although I know yeah.
2: Chad Pinder has a cult following, and they'd probably beg to differ. But.
3: <laughs> uh, I, and actually, it's funny, because I do have a side story. I do have a friend that actually, someone that I know, actually works in the um, Oakland A's organization. So shout out, to, shout out to Carlos. Hope he's doing well out there in the Bay. But um, I, I like Sean Murphy today. Um, I would definitely like playing him against Robbie Ray. Like you said, the, the walk rate is still high that he's given up. The hard contact is there too, along with the fly ball rate to both sides, but definitely on the right side too. Um, Murphy is definitely a good home run call, I think. Um, I I like it, I, I like it, and I don't mind, like I said, stacking against him because he's gonna be stacking against Robbie Ray too, just because he's gonna be popular. Like, this is, this is a small slate, anything can happen. Um, Robbie Ray can get blown up, uh, we saw Garrett Cole get blown up, but at, at a spot that he shouldn't have got blown up in, so anything could typically happen on, on any given slate. So I, I like taking a few, little bit of the shots against this against um, Robbie Ray and having, like, maybe 5% of exposure to, to Oakland as a whole. Um, as a stack-wise, that's it. But it's either stack or nothing, or stack or Murphy, and that's it. Cool. Uh, that wraps up the
2: main slates for both sides. There are a couple of good night games that aren't on the main slates, Houston and New York, good one there uh philly and san diego and then baltimore and chicago so before we get out of here give me your favorite stack what's that new game they play if you have one stack that you're playing for tournaments and you want to take it down who are you stacking uh hit it with hit me with it before we get out of here
3: who am i stacking if i have one stack to take out a tournament Hmm. that's kind of a tough one but i'm gonna say this might be actually I don't even know how far off the ball this off the wall this is um, and it's
2: tough because it's contingent on not only ownership but weather if there's super weather like hitting conditions that you know let let's just say things are fairly
3: normal across the board weather wise if it's fairly normal then I kind of I kind of feel like I, I have to go with and this is only if, Buck, if bucks is back in the lineup um Actually, no. Matter of fact, I'm gonna go say I'm gonna say Chicago, the Cubs.
2: I like it. Cubs' ratings getting a Jose.
3: Yep, I think I think Cubs to me Cubs it's like one A one B for me. So the the other one B team is gonna be Miami, but that's it. Those are the only two teams.
2: Yeah, I I like that Minnesota game. Collectively, two pitchers that don't put anybody away, give up hard contact, but. I do think the Dodgers have the highest upside. So they're my pick. Just so many guys that hit righty as well and could break the slate. I guess guy that gives up a lot of fly ball and a lot of con and a lot of hard contact. Uh, I love Hunter green. I mean, I want both sides to that in my pool for sure. Um, but as long as ownership's not crazy and I, I don't think it's going to be that Dodgers are my pick. Uh, well, we just rambled and got through a, an ugly disaster of a slate. I, Hope some of you guys found this beneficial. Uh, we talked through a lot of this here, and I think it. I think uh, things are adding up a little bit better than it did previously. Uh, Dre, got anything else before we get out of here? If not, tell the people where they can find you on Twitter.
3: Um, you can find me on Twitter drizzy twenty six underscore dfs. Um, go over there, go check me out. If you got any questions? Any concerns? Want to know anything to pick my brain on stuff? I'm always available. Just hit me up in the DMs and I'll respond to you when I get it, but I get a free moment. Um and check me out on scores and Odds. I will be giving out my parlay probably first thing in the morning. i probably grinding it out like four o'clock in the morning once these projections start coming out and everything. So and have that ready for everyone uh before uh the lineup, I mean before the day gets started, these and these teams start to play.
2: Cool. That wraps it up. Thanks for tuning in to the MLB Morning Grand. We appreciate you. Let's win some money. And for Andre, I'm the Looch. Fill in for Stevie. Good luck and have a good day.